If you like what you're hearing on the phillytech.org netcast network, please consider supporting the network with a small monthly donation via patreon.com slash phillytechorg. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-h-i-l-l-y-t-e-c-h-o-r-g. And thank you in advance. You're listening to the Social Media Addicts Podcast on the phillytech.org netcast network. Sponsorship provided by Get Flywheel, optimized WordPress hosting at getflywheel.com, wistia.com at w-i-s-t-i-a.com, and Zoho Mail. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 40, 40. of the Social Media Addicts Podcast. Episode 40. 40. 40 of these. That's all that's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. I'm Seth. I'm and Howard. And that's Howard. Hey. Hey, and we were supposed to do this last week, but um it didn't record. Wait, with me? No, Jody didn't record. Didn't record. So we did episode 39, didn't we? You did episode 39, now you did episode 40. Now because... I'm doing episode 40, okay. So it, it really, it's till you get to you got a week break, but no one knows the difference. This is like where did everyone go? It is what it is. It is what it is. So hopefully next week we'll get the the, the bugs. We will use hang. We're using Hangouts again. My computer's working again. I have a lame lower third, but I'll figure that one out later. But ultimately, we're back on Hangouts, not doing Skype, and hopefully from now on we'll be able to do every week on Hangouts. And every week on Hangouts could be a good thing. And uh, we may experiment with one of our previous picks, but we'll yes. have to see if that if that really gives us a better quality and a better experience. But we may, but it's still beta, and I don't trust beta. Mm, absolutely. Unlike some people I know who destroyed their Hangouts setup with their Windows <laughs> 10 beta. But that's a whole different think... story. And that exactly. transitions us. Like... Speaking of everything being in beta, let's talk yes. about Alpha. Alphabet Inc. is now the parent company of Google. This is last week's news, but it's still important to talk about. Google is now the search engine part of Alphabet. The problem with yes. Alphabet Inc. is that they don't have at Alphabet. Some poor schmo has port as at Alphabet. And we got a lot of tweets from Alphabet when that news broke. And Alphabet.com is owned by BMW Fleet Management. Something tells me there's going to be some money changing hands. And I don't know. It'll get resolved, honestly. But they're at abc.xyz. I think the stock price or the price of XYZ domain names that just went up because now it's cool to have an XYZ. True. I had one before it was popular. Well, what's nice is I actually had abc.xyz. So I'm sitting pr- – no, I didn't. If I did, that would have been great. But no, I didn't. That would I think awesome. that this is one of those things where um, for the Alphabet Twitter handle – Google yeah. will literally do the following. Hi, I would like to give you a million dollars, $10 million, whatever it is, something to say, just, you know, let us do this thing. And, and he will be very happy to do it. He just even said, if they want it, they can have it, just give me some money. Right, pay me and, I'll, and you can have it. BMW is going to be a little bit more interesting. Um, but my guess yeah. is, again, there will be money, there will be some kind of business deal changing hands, and that will take care of that. Or, or they won't. You know, or they won't. Be, or ABC.com will stay there. ABC.net XYZ will be alphabet. 
I mean, the thing is, there's not going to be anything to look at over there. They even said that. Correct. This is just a holding company. This is not a Correct. place to go visit. I almost think the Twitter handle is a little bit more important for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and frankly, if I'm the person who owns that Twitter handle, I want to sell it. Oh, absolutely. It, be, it has just become relatively... Money, money, money. Woo! Yeah. Look, I don't think I would need that much. I would pro For me, I would probably hold out for $25 million. That would be about That's right for me. That's not reasonable. If Google called up and said, we'll give you a million dollars for the handle, I would have a hard time saying no, but I would probably say... Could you make it a little bit more? Because I kind of don't want to work for the next 10 years. And, and here's uh, the thing. But Twitter can technically just take it from you. Twitter you know, is correct. You, Twitter, it's not my own. That's correct. So my hope is that Twitter doesn't do that. And Google just says, here's your check. Let's do this. And we're done. Exactly. Well, we'll see. Anyhow, CNN and, CB and the CBC are being sued. Yes. For pirating... YouTube videos. And this is a story very near and dear to my heart. And, and the reason this. that this is... CNN and the CBC are being sued. Yes. Being. They are the subject of the suits. Yes. Because they are pirating, pirating Correct. YouTube videos. Correct. So think about it this way. When CNN grabs some content, traditionally what they actually do is they buy packages from all kinds of stations around the country, around the world, so they pay a license for that video. So let's yes, say absolutely. a local station in Florida has a, has a story, that local station sells the footage to CNN, sells them a license that says you can use this on CNN. This way CNN doesn't have to send a reporter. So... That's their affiliate. Hmm. Well, it's no, no, it's... they purchase it. It's not a CNN affiliate. They're oh, buying okay. a story. And it will say, it might say courtesy of a particular station or footage provided by this station. But the idea okay. is they actually pay for that. Um, I, I know this not just for a fact, but because um, early in my cousin's career, that is what she did at CNN was she did the sourcing of stories and licensing and paying for the footage to all different oh, wow. kinds of stations. So that's, that's really a cool. normal occurrence. So what CNN did, and this is the part that's sort of crazy. CNN got some footage from YouTube. Now, they didn't... Now, a lot of times they'll get stuff from YouTube and they'll cite this person at YouTube. You right. know, it's Correct. Creative Commons license and stuff, but Correct. this wasn't. Correct. So here's the thing. Let's say they get it off of YouTube and they say, all right, well, we're going to use it on YouTube. Now, technically, they should license that content. Um, mm -hmm. That would be what they do, but they do it so much and they probably have a standing agreement with YouTube that just says, look, we're not going to sell your footage. We're going to feature it here and we're going to say from YouTube. Where they got into trouble is they sold that package uh -oh. to another station, to CBC. And uh -oh. in that sale, they just violated the original non-commercial use. Tisk, tisk. You can use it in your own stuff, but you can't sell the footage to somebody else. So what should have happened is they should have said to the CBC, hey, here's the package. You're going to need to go get the YouTube footage yourself and splice it in and do your own thing. Here's the link, go get it. But we can't sell you the video as a three minute video or however long the package was with YouTube footage already in it and edited in because that violates our license. So this is one of those things where they're getting sued on a technicality, but it's a pretty big technicality. Yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, I would say so. And it just kind of shows that the big guys still screw up and the big guys are yes. being held accountable, so that's good. Yes. They're not above the law. Yeah, let's talk about big guys and funny guys. Costello, Costello, who is now on the chair, is now on the board at Twitter. He's the former CEO of Twitter. 
He will be stepping down from the board once Twitter a once a permanent CEO is found for Twitter. The problem is he'll probably be on the board for the next six years because I don't they'll never find somebody. They're not gonna find somebody. So I think Costello, you're still on the board. You're not out of the woods yet. Yeah, this is one of those things where um, I've never felt like Twitter had a business model. It just seemed like um, it's a backbone of the internet. It's, it's a backbone. Yeah, and so people don't generally think about how do I do that and trying to monetize it through ads. It's mm. uh, remember when email services were monetized with ads, like at the on the email itself, oh, as opposed to like yeah, through email. When your email messages actually contain the ad, so I would send you a message and there would be an ad at the bottom. Um, and that didn't work. People just said, no, we don't want that. We're not going to have that. They would rather have the email ad or the ad inside of their email interface, but not in the messages themselves. And ads in Twitter is like putting an ad in the message itself. And so, again, that's something where uh, will, there, will they figure out ways to kind of do this properly? Sure, I'm, I'm certain they will. But yeah. um, I don't think that's going to happen really, really soon, which means there are lots of probably very good CEOs that are going... I don't know how to solve this problem, so yes. I don't want to inherit this problem. Exactly, because they're like, we'll be out of a job pretty yes. fast. Yes. But One thing that is good yeah. is that they have Jack Dorsey right now. Well, they still have Jack even Dorsey because... Even though part-time, they still have Jack Dorsey. Yes, and you know what? Jack Dorsey is a smart guy, and uh, I, uh, my guess is once they actually find a permanent CEO, it will be a matter of months before he is officially out as well. Not because he doesn't love it or care about it, but because he's got this other venture that is it's much... public. It's the kind of thing where um, his other venture has much more business profitability, in my opinion. There's a business there. Um, yeah. Square. So, yeah, Square. And that battle is heating up and is going to require all of his time. And right now, I think he's just sticking with Twitter because uh, it's his first love. Because it's his first love, and it's like, hey, uh, I still like coming. I see my friends, and once that turns, he'll be like, you know, my friends aren't here anymore. So see ya. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, you know, you know, some of our good friends are Wistia. Some of our good friends are Wistia, and why are they such good friends? Well, they give us our video analytic analytics platform. It helps us get a lot out of online video, and it helps businesses mm -hmm. get the most out of online video. Um, as I said, we use it here at phillytech.org. It is much more professional than just using YouTube. The data on Wistia helps us uh, really understand how our content is being consumed. And Wistia provides lots of free resources on their site to help us get better at doing video. Like, I don't know if you noticed this, but isn't the lighting in my, uh, in my video today really nice? I've got a nice background yes. separation light. Mm -hmm. I've got nice soft light kind of coming from, you know, sort of up there. I don't look as, uh, you know, pale, pale and pasty. Um, mm -hmm. I'm still working this on trying to get this this webcam video set up a little bit better but from a lighting standpoint if you saw what was going on in terms of you know what I've got contorted here that's because on Wistia you can learn about how to do lighting and editing and the good microphones and all of those kinds of things it's a great community of people dedicated to help each other make better videos um, and they have a free version of their service for you to try it holds up to 50 videos so go check them out go to the link in our show notes it is a great product great learning resources and good people and it's really a, I'm glad that they are helping support the network so give them a try it's uh, Wistia WISTIA.com. 
Right, but link, show notes. Go to the, in the show notes. In the show notes, in the show notes, in the show notes, in the show notes. Down there. Down there, down there. Click on the link. Boom. And you'll be set. And they'll know we sent you. Absolutely. So Nomadcast. Yes. Is that another live yes. streaming app? Another. But this one has an embeddable player. Yes. And it's not a social network, necessarily. Well, it uses your existing networks. It's basically a, hey, everybody on my existing networks, look at my live stream. So, so it's sort of like Facebook mention. Yeah, so here's the point. And this is kind of interesting. Explain it to me. Remember live streaming apps like uh, Ustream? And Livestream. And Livestream. <laughs> and some of these other ones that have been around for years and improving. Remember how they like do this really well? And all the stuff on Meerkat has all these problems and the stuff on uh, Periscope has other problems. Remember how all that stuff kind of works? Well, Nomadcast is more of a competitor to the old school, which mm -hmm. uh, whether or not they're going to be successful, they're less about, hey, look at my cool mobile app that I can just hold up and do the thing. They're simply saying the experience of creating live video streams should get easier. And, and horizontal. And horizontal. Seriously. Though so, uh, so Jim McMillan on Streamillism did have a good point today that sometimes vertical isn't that bad, especially if you're covering a live news event. You hold your phone vertically, you can actually run with it better. You know what? That is, you can run with a vertical phone and shoot horizontal video. There are apps that do that. That's true. Horizon does that. Yes. So, look, it's just a thing. Just learn how to shoot video the right way, and the mobile phones can certainly shoot video the right way, no matter which way you hold it. So, Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, the only time I actually like horizontal video is if the person who's talking is He's embedded. Vertical. Vertical, vertical. Excuse me, vertical video. If the person who's talking is embedded in that screen as kind of an overlay to actual horizontal footage. So like right now I've got some space over here. If you were to put another like horizontal video here of a person, that's vertical a way video. to kind of do, to bring that in. But you know, when it's horizontal video, just like this in the vertical screen. Video, vertical video, vertical, vertical video. Vertical video. Ah, whenever vertical, vertical video, video. Not horizontal like, this way, verticals this right. way. Vertical video like this, I know. Inside the screen with all this dark stuff on the sides, it looks yeah. really dumb. It does look dumb. You know what isn't dumb, but is kind of dumb and actually is really dumb, is that Russia, blo <laughs> Russia blocked Twitter over a, little, over a little bit of a tuffle. Then they unblocked them. And now Reddit is Reddit. censoring yeah, posts Reddit. and communities. Reddit, what did I say? Twitter. Oh, so Reddit. They blocked Twitter too, so it's, you know. Yeah, Reddit is now censoring posts and communities on a country-by-country -country basis. Well, Not a good thing. It is part of Reddit trying to become a real business. Trying and real businesses up. have to comply with laws in different real countries that uh -huh. say, hey, hey, if you want to display here, you're going to need to censor this. Um, it's interesting to, yeah, it's interesting to see different companies deal with this in different ways. Uh, Google classically dealt with certain things and complied with others and said, all right, well, we just won't do this here. Um, it's, it's a really, really tough road to, to follow. Um, the thing, well, the thing is we all loved Reddit for very particular reasons and we're watching each of those reasons go away. And, you know, it's not the, you know, kind of upstart rebellious kid that's going to say, no, we're freedom of speech on the internet. Freedom! And this is how we do it. 
what they are now is like every other business before them, and you it's know, not the necessarily people, bad. You just can't. I mean, no. literally, there's still some pretty bad spots on Reddit still. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If you want to find, if you want to get really um, dirty. malicious, dirty, uh, filled, if you want to get that, you can still get it. The big thing is you got to be signed in to do it because they may or may not have it publicly available depending on what it is. And you have to be in a country where that's allowed. Otherwise, Reddit's saying, hey, we're not going to, we can't help you, you know, break the laws in your country. If your country says you're not allowed to view certain things, that's not our business. That's your country's we're business. We're the lawmakers. Yeah, we're not the lawmakers. We're just, we're complying. That's how we have to yeah. do business in that country. Essentially do what Uber and Facebook are doing. Yes. And turn your users into lobbyists for you. Yeah, well, you know, this is um, this is going to get really interesting topic. as our next election, our next presidential election uh, looms overhead, mm. is to see kind of what happens there. Um, because Facebook, they're putting stuff in the news feed saying, contact your representative about this issue, yep. and they're using their crowd, their crowd, the crowd, um, the wisdom of the crowds. They're putting yes. out there, hey, we have a billion people on active users on here. Let's use them to get passage of stuff across. Yeah. And, and not the, just in the US, in India too, and correct. across the and world. You know, they're doing it all over the place. But remember, Facebook is not there as much of a uh, private comp com or they because they are a private company that can do well they're a public company, but because they are a uh, company, they are not <laughs> elected. And by not, not being elected. elected, they can choose certain positions and whether they put them in the news feed or promote them in the interface, however they do it you know, making an app where you can automatically turn your profile picture into the rainbow because you support, you know, marriage equality. Well, that's a political statement. And that's a yes. political statement that there are some people who would say, I disagree with that. So the question is, will people say, you know what? Facebook isn't my political venue or isn't my doesn't agree with me politically, so I'm leaving. Because even... Uh, even though the uh, the site itself disagrees with how I feel, mm -hmm. that's curious. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen quickly, um, and I think Facebook's been pretty careful about how they do it. Um, they didn't just turn, over this. Well, again, they didn't just turn everybody's profile images rainbow to celebrate marriage equality. They made it. They gave you an app that said, if you want to use it, you can use it. But they didn't make people do it. Good. They just said, hey, you want to do it? Here's how. Absolutely, but well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Facebook Notes? I do. Did you ever use Facebook Notes? I used to, and they were lame. Yeah, they were lame. They were text, pretty much a text field. It was just a great big text field, and what I found was it wasn't as much of a the publishing platform wasn't particularly good. So it really so didn't. Back. I would rather have just said, "Here's a little thing. Link it to something real." And what's interesting is uh, LinkedIn, about a year and a half ago, came out with their publishing platform, tested it, and in the last six months has really opened it up to everybody. And so it's for the, like... For the good and for the bad. For the good and the bad. But it's a, here is a platform where you can write full-length stories and have videos and have images and have all kinds of great publishing. And, you know, it's inside of LinkedIn in that community. Medium so, started this whole thing. Well, but... It's right, starting up. Blogs started this. Blogs started this whole thing. But the big this whole thing, thing about posting is, something that you don't own. Right. Medium started. The big thing is Medium. There's nobody on Medium. Not nobody, but if I said, "Hey, all my friends, how many of you are on Medium?" 
there I'm might like, be 10 that? people yeah. and if they even know about it. But if I say, hey, everybody, look at what I'm publishing on Facebook, they're already there. It's showing up oh, in a place there. that they're used to or seeing. Or LinkedIn. Or LinkedIn. People or go there LinkedIn. for business articles. Same yeah. thing. The idea is that platform has an established network, so content on it fits. It feels right. Um, but you don't own – but here's the thing. You don't own your content when you put it on Facebook. You own your content, but you don't have control over your content. Well, I'm a very big proponent of blogging for yourself and cross-posting it to other places. Absolutely. The big, the thing to remember is Facebook won't take your content and LinkedIn won't take your content and say, we're going to take this and publish a book out of it. When they That's say you don't own it, what they say is, look, we're going to present it to people. And so if you wanted to charge for it, too bad. It's going to be presented the same way any other content is presented. If yeah, you be silly to think you could charge via that platform. Well, I agree. But the whole point is if yeah. you had said, hey, this content that I'm putting here on LinkedIn is mine and LinkedIn's not allowed to do anything with it, mm -hmm. well, then nobody would see it. And so I'm not so worried about LinkedIn, LinkedIn saying yeah. or Facebook saying, hey, you put this up here, so we're going to do whatever we want. But if they want to show a preview of it inside of an ad, if they want to show a preview of it inside of someone else's newsfeed, they have to be allowed to do that. So when I look at their licensing, that's really why they say we have the right to do with it what we want because we need to be able to store it. We need to be able to show it to other people. We need to be able to link yeah. to it. And that's why they say you don't have, it's not yours. We get to use it just as well. Um, but the content itself, you can still say, hey, this is mine. It is my copyright, so yeah. But you, this, you know, so keep in mind, Facebook could go away tomorrow, and then it's there goes your blog post. And make sure you back it up. Correct. And another good place to blog and keep your blogs online is Flywheel, our next sponsor. We love yes. Flywheel. I get Flywheel.com. Howard, take it away. Yes, Flywheel. What is it? It is managed WordPress hosting. Now, a lot of web hosting has problems, and the reason they have problems is they have their kind of. Uh, thing, their control panel that allows you to, whether it's put up a site or use their custom builders or, or do things on your website. And if you like WordPress, some of these web hosting providers actually have WordPress specific hosting. Well, Ooh. the problem is that um, a lot of them that have this WordPress specific hosting, once you do that, you can't actually undo it. It is now their version of WordPress, which means if you want to customize certain things, you can't. It also means that you're locked into how they do WordPress and hope that their support mm -hmm. is good. Flywheel, uh, that's they do. That's exactly the point right there. Hope their support, support is good. A lot of times you call up and they'll say, sorry, we don't cover that. And if you can't use whatever uh, plugins or whatever components you want to use or themes, if they're limited to what the hosting provider gives you, well, that's just too bad. Absolutely. With Flywheel, they have designed a dashboard from the ground up. It is designed for the modern web designer. That means they've got nightly backups, fast load times, specific security for WordPress, and their support team is full of WordPress developers. They can help you troubleshoot things like this plugin is not working with this theme. Why isn't this working? Or whatever it is on WordPress that you're trying to do, they help you because they actually have a support team that is WordPress. They they know WordPress inside and out better than pretty much anybody. And they'll help anybody. you debug it and they'll help yes. you go into it. I mean, if you actually help me, I have 10 sites on there right now. And something goes down, they'll, they'll spend the time and help you figure out where the problem is, pinpoint it, and they'll even fix it for you sometimes. So Yes. So what so I want you to do you learn is, more about it? well, I want you to go to the link in our show notes or social.biz, S-O-C-L dot B-Z slash flywheel, and then you can sign up today. 
Ooh, we love Flywheel. Ooh, ooh. Now, do you remember Vine? I do. Six sec six six seconds of fun. Do you do you ever use Vine? No. Okay. You can it's... now add you can now add music behind the Vine, which makes a little bit more sense because now you're not hearing click 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 talk talk jumbling talk. You can actually make more. I think adding music behind it, it would actually be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but I still think Vine's stupid. I think when I'm not a big fan of Vine. I think it's just one of those things where um, it can be kind of fun. It can be kind of creative. Um, it's not. I just feel like it's one of those like, hey, let's try this experiment, and we tried it, mm -hmm. and we're going to move on from it. That said, um, the issue I look at is where are people getting this music, and is the six seconds uh -huh. Because there are great laws that talk about what is a fair use of content. So, like, for example, if I want to write a book and I quote someone in the book, I reference it and say, hey, I got this content from here, but I don't have to pay a license to quote a very small amount. I'm not trying to say this is mine. Fair I'm use. saying this is a quote. Fair use. It's called fair yeah. use. And music has, also has fair use laws that say you can use a certain amount as like I can use this as a sample. So some people would argue that the reason for the fair use is a percentage of the content where if you were to say write a five-minute piece of music and you used eight seconds of content in that as a sample or as a, uh, as a quote or a reference or however you did it, that's such a small percentage that it's, in, it's insignificant. You don't need to license it. But mm -hmm. Vine, with six seconds, the entire Vine uses, it is 100% of the music is using that sample of music. So that is no longer, in my opinion, a small enough percentage to say it's of, fair of use. Like a second of the six seconds. Like, Correct. So it's, but again, technically the law says you can use like eight seconds as fair use, but it's the entire creation. It also loops. And because it loops, theoretically, it could loop for five minutes, in which case five minutes of that thing is used over and over again. Now, it's only a six-second piece of it, but it becomes this five-minute experience just because of the looping. I'm really curious to see how this um, works out. There will be some uh, intellectual property attorneys who get to fight with this and say, yeah, you know what? You still, if you use um, music... And it's not yours to use. Like you still need royalty-free music. You still need to license it if you want to use it on Vine. I'm curious. Frankly, I don't think there's any money to it. I don't think this is going to last very long. So it'll just be a party for the attorneys, and on we will go. Exactly. What's interesting for we're talking about parties party for of attorneys, attorneys? Did you like that? Periscope and their Twitter property has received 1,391 copyright takedown and counted so far. And Twitter has complied with 71% of them, which is a pretty high amount. Yes. So possibly video or audio or yes. recording, live streaming a movie. Yes. The Periscope keeps it for 24 hours and also records it to your device. So therefore, I don't know why you'd want to record a live stream a video, a movie that's kind of not a terrible, it's not a good experience on a vertical, you know, right. video. But yeah, Periscope has received 1391 copyright takedown requests so far. Twitter has complied with most of them. I don't think there's that much more to talk about. No, except that you know <laughs> what people are basically doing is saying, hey, this content most people have to pay for, so I'm going to pay for it, and I'm going to show it on Periscope so other people don't have to pay for it.
Yeah, it's a, work, it's a workaround. Yeah. And you know what that is? That what? is that is called copyright infringement. Copyright infringement. So take it down. It's simple. Until you get sued. Yep. So anyhow, so I last last week when I got the when I got Twitter's direct message um limit re- released, I yeah. sent the whole Gettysburg address to Jody. Awesome. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> I said, you're welcome. Smiley well, face. The, you know, the interesting thing is direct messages, um, because of the way we uh, Twitter has evolved and the way we use it, mm-hmm. there's 140 characters is a pain in the neck. And it's very different. Like if you want to have a conversation with someone, simply being able to say, here is the number to call or here is the email address, you're using up almost all of your <laughs> messages to say, my phone number is this, my email address is this, done with the message. There's no details. Um, and I think if Twitter really wants to become a better messaging platform and compete with that, they needed Boom. to do this. Um, and also, you can do multiple people. I could, yes. I could, even, I could DM you and Jody and have a long DM with all of you guys. Yes. Therefore, it's a multi-person chat. Yes. Oh. And that's again, when you look at some of the other chat applications, what is it that they do well? Well, they give you the ability to have rich media, all the kinds of things that you could have. So I'm curious to see embedded embedded pictures, uh, all the kinds of things I hope that you they can don't do. do that. Oh, I'm sure that they will. People will ask for it and it will be awesome. So but it will, the way being facetious. Well, of course. The way that they will probably end up doing that is the same way that they display a video in a tweet. And, a, and an image in a tweet where you link to it and it gives you a preview. So there's no reason not to do that kind of previewing. The downside of this is anybody who you are following can now market to you in a really, really profound way. And, I plan, to ex- and I plan to exploit that for as much power as I can without annoying the crap out of people. <laughs> because they again, have to be following you back unless they have DMs open. Correct. So if they're following me, I can send them a message that says, hey, I just wanted to let, like, and here's the message. Hey, I wanted to let you know I'm running a, I just launched my new course. I haven't done it yet. It's getting there. Um, I've just launched the new course. Here is a coupon code to use. Here is the link to use. But that saves you. I can't do that in 140 characters. So I can't give them the link, the coupon code, and that what it is. So the fact that I could actually now give 300 characters. And they're following you. And they're following Right. So it allows me to do that. Um, I'm curious to see if the length of the tweet is the next thing that goes up in character count. Um, part of me hopes that it doesn't. Another part of me hopes for 400 characters because 140 just feels it's. You have to be very creative about how you work. But it's I don't want. It is kind of, and it does make it kind of fun. And as a longtime Twitter user, I like the magic of the keeps the gravity up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like trying to get a tweet that is exactly 140 characters. That's one of my like. And without and without um without abbreviations. Correct. No abbreviations. 140 characters. Bang. It's kind of fun to do that. Um. So I'm curious to see if they uh, lengthen that because again, very few people use Twitter on just SMS. They use it inside of an app. So. The reason for the 140 characters, and especially with DMs, was SMS and Absolutely. nothing else. And nothing else, exactly. Now for something completely different. Yes. Um, Witness is a live streaming, another live streaming app. Yes. But it's a panic button for the smartphone age. Essentially, you press a button and you start live streaming. It also alerts certain people on your list. 
Yes. The email saying that a warning, what's something happened? Something's happening, something's happening. Uh, my friend Jim McMillan over Streamalism actually figured out a way to hack it together through <laughs> if this then that so that it actually tweets the witness account. So it's really quick automatic um, live journalism app saying here this is going live. I'm witnessing a live breaking event. Bam. You know, so it goes out to everybody in the web. So it's a good way to it's a good way to keep yourself safe. It's also a good way to you know use it as a, as a journalism app. Yes. So and I don't again, think that's what to be said unless you have something else to say. Well, there there isn't much to be said, but this is the kind of thing where um, if you've read any science fiction and you hear about mm -hmm. the per uh, the pervasiveness of video recording, yeah. so this is kind of the look. Video recording is going to be everywhere. People are just going to have you know something happens and they're recording it. So what this does is it gives you the uh, firsthand account, mm -hmm. um, you know, CNN had I report, um, all these different things. Guardian has witness, which I think exactly. is a great issue. But yeah. So again, being able to say, you know, like both of my daughters who are young have cell phones. So for them to be able to say, I, you know, help, I need help, or there's something bad going on at school, whatever it is, to be able to quickly do that and know that the purpose is as a, I am recording this because something bad is happening or because something... Do you, you going to install it on your girl's phones? Um, I don't know. I might do it on my older one's phone because she actually, um, technically she can't use it at school, but she has it at school. Um, so Technically she can't use it, but I'm sure, correct. God forbid, something happens at school that I don't think anyone gives a crap. Well, uh, the big thing is they don't want it going off during class so it has to be off um, but if it's in silent if she were to pull it out of her bag and hit the little app because something bad was happening then that would be a good reason to use it and right, so your assignment Howard is yes. to put it on your daughter's phone uh -huh. and have her try it but not in the non-emergency situation and see how it works oh and report back in two weeks okay well, she's not back for at least a week and change, and she won't be at school for a week after that. So it might take a little bit of time. A little bit longer to report back to us, all right? Report back. Report back. And yes. finally, the, our last sponsor of, the, of this week is Zoho Mail. We yes. love Zoho. Yes, and we tell do. Us why, Howard. Well, they are our sponsor, and Zoho Mail is professional email. It is designed for business. That means business class features, business class security, as well as business class access to the web and mobile, uh, actual apps, and really, really good compliant IMAP clients. So that's awesome. Uh, what I want you to do is learn about Zoho Mail and sign up for a free ad-free account for up to 10 people by clicking on the link in our show notes. And we want to thank you Zoho. Your domain name. You, you your do. Domain name. Absolutely. Add um, free 10 users. Yes. That's incredible. Small I mean, businesses the, the, take note. And the thing is, they get you because they want, you might need more space eventually. But seriously, if you're using 10 new boxes and you need more space, you should probably pay them for it. You should. And it's yeah. not expensive. Um, it's, it's expensive. actually, it's actually it's much the same price as Google Apps or. Oh, there's a so cheaper, I think. Yep. So thank you, Zoho. Onward and upward. Let's go on to our picks. Yes, yeah, Seth, why don't you start with your Finally, pick? I do not have a streaming app. This is not a streaming <laughs> app. This Jeez, is not a streaming app. But this is BuzzFeed's news beta. So it's been out for iOS for a while, but they recently just launched it in beta on the Play Store. I like it. It's quick. It's zippy. It's not just the BuzzFeed news crew doing stuff like Man Matt Honan and stuff. It's their stuff plus the aggregated news. Yes. And it's pretty slick. I mean, there's a few bugs here and there. 
I mean, once in a while, you'll scroll to the bottom, you'll keep on scrolling, and there's nothing there. It just goes white on you. Yep. So it's a little buggy, but you just make sure you don't scroll that far. Correct. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a beta. It's a clear-cut beta. It's what you expect from beta. It's not Gmail beta where it's beta five years out there. This is a beta product that has some bugs, and it's on Android, and it's pretty neat. It's free. There's no ads in it. I mean, except for that, I think the ads, if the ads are in the articles, there's ads. But there's no ads at the bottom one saying, click on this to see, you know, Kate Upton bounce up and down on a horse. What? What is that? What is that? War, what is that? War, that war game that they advertise on TV? Oh, man. All right. Howard's out of his element there. All right, Absolutely. Howard, tell us about something we already know about. Okay. Oh, so, snap. No. Right. So here's the thing. One of the reasons I've always been very much down on Google Plus is because the uh, the greater community, that is everybody, isn't there. Mm -hmm. But And so when I think about working with my clients and I think about different kinds of things, they look at Facebook, they look at Twitter, they look at LinkedIn, and they're looking at the, and they were looking at Google Plus and they were saying, we're not seeing any result, this sort of general result on Google Plus, but we're seeing it on Facebook, we're seeing it on LinkedIn, and to an extent we're seeing it on Twitter as well. What should we do? And I said, I don't think Google Plus is the right venue because the larger community isn't there. That said, the community that is there are very specific. So the same reason you might look at a network like Goodreads or Ravelry or any of the other sort of niche social networks, Google Plus does niche social network very, very well. So it's almost like Nick. It's almost like how Ning used to be. It's very much like Ning. It is, hey, here is an area. So I'm going to do a little quick little screen share, and I'm going to show you. Hang on a second. Oh, screen share. This is awesome. Um, so I'm going to show you a little bit. Let's do a little sharing thing here. So, for example, um, let's say yeah, I look at one here for health. macro photography. Well, I am really taking a lot more macro photography pictures. So oh, all wow. of a sudden, here are all these people. There's hundred and close to 150,000 people. Who are really thousand. Right. They're really into macro photography. This is a great way for me to see things. I actually recently did a dragonfly image. So seeing this person's dragonfly image, and I look at it and I go, oh, look at this image. And there's plus sixes and you know different comments and things like that. It's a really nice way to say, hey, I love this thing. And if you have a community, man, big old spider. Um, but if you Probably have a particular thing that you I like. like spider. Yes. Back up. And um, I will say photography is one of those great, uh, there are lots of great photography communities. So I'm going to go back over here and look at my communities. So for example, here's uh, lots of photography for uh, people in Philadelphia who uh, went on the Trey Ratcliffe photo walk. Mm -hmm. Somebody didn't tell me here. about it beforehand. You know, like it isn't advertised uh -huh. everywhere on the internet. Um, yeah. uh -huh. uh, so there's macro. Here's another one for night photography. This has, you know, 700,000 people on it. And there's lots and it's of a very specialized technique too. Night right. photography, it's tough. Exactly. So you see some pretty cool stuff. Like, look at this. Here's a combination of you know the night sky photography, but with the person in there. Pretty cool image. Nice concept. So yeah. you can get some really great ideas for things to shoot. See different techniques. Lots of great stuff there. The idea is, if you want to get really into a particular thing, you mm -hmm. might find your community there. And yep. what's really awesome is if you're really into, uh, you know, here's one for long exposure photography. There's all kinds of different communities. WordPress. Exactly. 
And, and there's this, a lot of betas in there too. Like if you want to belong to an Android beta community, you know, about Android, they did a lot of stuff in there too originally. Correct. So this is the thing that I have to say. If you want to do communities, if you want to find people about a certain topic, that's great. So if you're trying to market to a very specific community, you might find that your audience yeah. is all sitting in one place. So mm -hmm. again, that's a reason because there is a very specific community. So don't treat Google Plus as a mass social network. Treat it as a niche social net network. And that mm -hmm. niche is because, hey, my people are all here and they're my interested people. in the products that I sell. So again, Absolutely. don't think about Google Plus as a competitor to Facebook. Think of it as a if someone if there was a really successful Facebook group that wasn't filled with people trolling on each other, um, <laughs> that would be a really nice community. The other thing is Facebook really doesn't like it when people try to advertise to it. Where Google Plus, there's a lot more. I don't want to say it's okay to advertise to it, but the ads on Google Plus aren't inside of the communities. So you can't buy your way in. You have to act your way in. You have to be a member of that community to get in and get noticed. Otherwise, Absolutely. they'll say, hey, we're going to boot you from the community. There are uh, lots of communities that are invitation only. And the sooner, as soon as you get in, if you act like a jerk, they'll knock you right out. Bye-bye. Yeah, exactly. So, so that is my pick, which is strangely something that I don't think will be – I think communities will become its own product. It will be what's left of the Google Plus social network. I think ultimately, I think ultimately, I think Google Plus is not dead. It's gonna it's gonna evolve into something better. Like I think it may be separate little ecosystems. Yep. But I think it was, it was a grand plan by Google to try things. They have Hangouts now, which we're on yep. right now. They have Photos, which is great. They have streams. Some people let's say they want to they want to have a stream, and that'd be like the Buzz like thing that they have. Yep. And then they have the community area and stuff like that. So I mean, I think if they break it all out, that's fine too. I think that you know Google Plus is not a failure. I think it was it, it, it it's evolving. Well, where I think Google Plus did not succeed was competing with Facebook or competing with LinkedIn. But Twitter. again, a the community's product is a really great product. The Hangouts being used is a really great Hangout product. So they have good pieces. No of pun Google intended. Plus. Yeah, exactly. Um, so again, that's my pick, and it's bizarre, but it's I kind of I really wanted to acknowledge because mm -hmm. I have actually found that for the photography and for my photography habit, that the Google Plus communities are really a lot of fun. And instead of me meandering through random posts on Facebook where I'm seeing people do whatever, which I still mm -hmm. do, I um. would rather spend some of that socializing time with other photographers, mm -hmm. and that's kind of you know that's kind of what fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So anyhow, we want to hear from you. We do. Uh, um, email us at info at phillytech.org. Tweet us at phillytech underscore org. Or call us at 908-758-3248 and leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Exactly. Which is 908-75-TECH-8. There you go. Oh. Howard figured it out. Because no one else told us, so Howard figured it out. Thank yeah, you, you know. I put it into Google. You overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been great, Howard. And Thank you, you Seth. Know, we'll see you in two weeks. All or right. Or going, you'll still see you in two weeks, but it'll be the next episode. It'll be 41. <laughs> it'll be 41. <laughs> most likely, we're going to figure this out now. Now that my beta of Windows 10 is not beta anymore. Correct. We might be able to use Hangouts again, and we'll Hooray. get you on next episode. All right, guys. Take care. See Good you night, everybody. Good night, everybody. And then roll the credits. No. <laughs>
Ta-da for now.